This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tecova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovas.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. Damn these Biloxi Blues. It happens every night Every night And I ain't never met a riverboat dealer That could ever be a friend of mine the Summer heat never treats me kind It leaves trouble on my mind So I'm bidding farewell Putting in my notice And I'll see you at another time Sang. This highway Does not know my name And I don't care no Just a white line gypsy getting out of Mississippi with just enough gas to keep there. Low budget live, not so live from the low budget live bar and grill in good old southern Tennessee. By God, Rocky Top, come on with it. Let's hit them with a little bit of air horn. Some of this, some of this, some of this, all this. Come on with it. Come on with it. In the words of Brad freaking Knight last night on Instagram, this is all I got to say about it right here. Come on. Oh, damn tired. By God, I'm out of a voice because the Tennessee Vols finally, finally, in one of the best college football games, I think if you watched it, you can agree, finally got it done. Finally got it done on the third Saturday in October. It's been a while. My son Hudson, it was his birthday last week. He turned 15. It has been 15 years since we have beaten Alabama. And, uh, man, what a game. 
I'm hoarse. I've been screaming and yelling. Uh, <laughs> I couldn't have done this this morning. It's I'm recording this podcast is for Monday, October the 17th, 2022, and I'm actually recording here on the 16th. In the afternoon, I actually had to push our guest back because I was at a whisper, and I still am. Man alive. So much fun. Got to watch it with the kids and uh, and the triple threat. And just, man, there's nothing better than college football, no matter what. And we have been through it as Tennessee fans, and we're going to go through it again, I have no doubt. But Josh Heupel and, and, and crew, what they have done, and our quarterback hand and hooker, and our amazing – I mean, we lost 28 – 28 players when piece of Jeremy Pruitt got fired. We lost 28 kids, man. 28 kids, one of which is Alabama's starting linebacker, one of their linebackers now, Henry Toto. And to see what Heupel has done to get all these kids to buy in, it's awesome, man. It's awesome, man. And I think all of college football, I know people don't like Vols fans. People don't like Bama fans. People don't like Notre Dame fans. They don't like whatever school you're a part of, you don't like the other school's fans most of the time. Most of the time. But I think that a world with Tennessee football back and doing well is a good thing, unless you're an Alabama fan or a Florida fan maybe. But I just think it's good for the whole SEC um, and because the fan base is so damn big and they're so involved and uh, through all the bad years, dude, you're still selling out Nayland over and over and over and over and over and over, over 100,000 at most home games. It's crazy. So it feels good. Alabama's got a hell of a football team, obviously. And most of y'all, y'all I've been getting messages and from so many low lifers that are like, I guess this is just going to be the show. We're just going to talk about this, and I promise I'm not going to talk about it the whole time. But uh, what an amazing experience, man! And uh, to top it off, top it off, I, 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 the kids, the kids, got to say the kids tore down the field goalpost. Everybody rushes the field, figured out a way to get them out of the stadium, and they ended up in the damn Tennessee River in Fort Loudon. <laughs> and I'm just telling you, I know you boys that have made the classic can't get information, but one of y'all needs to win. The classic off them field goal posts. That's all I'm saying. They're probably going to hold some smallmouth right there. Fish outside of the stadium. Good luck to y'all in the classic. But go go side scan. Go look at them things on live scope, man. They're probably going to have some on it. Unless unless you're like an Alabama fan, you might want to stay away from them. I don't know. You might want to stay away from them. But uh, such a cool night, man. And, and it's so much fun. Like when your kids are small, like really small. And I've thought about this a lot with Hudson turning 15 and, and all the kids getting older. But when your kids are small, those times are priceless, right? Like they learn to crawl, they learn to walk, they learn to talk. The world is like they, they're constantly discovering things, right, as you go along. And they get big too fast. Like we always say that, but there's still something. It's so cool with every year, things you get to share with them and they get to learn and and being there, just in the living room, the boys were going crazy. They love Tennessee football. It's just all going nuts when when Tennessee wins. So fun. And uh, I was in the crowd in 98 when we beat Florida the year we ended up winning the national championship and actually ran out on the field. I was in high school, ran out on the field, carried the goalpost down Cumberland Ave, was there with my uncle and, uh, and, my, and my first cousin, Matt, and – just an amazing uh, time, and I wish I could have been in Knoxville. But uh, you know, maybe we'll get maybe maybe we'll get fortunate with Georgia, and we can get back to the SEC championship 
and uh, maybe fight with Alabama again. But damn, what a night! And I am um, I'm hoarse, but again, again, oh damn tired. <laughs> Brad Knight. Brad was in North Dakota. Okay, he's up there duck hunting, and uh, lives right outside of Knoxville. Super Vols nut and uh, and missed the game. Was duck hunting. I'm feeding him updates, and then uh, he was back. He made it back to the cabin when they when they finally uh, were able to win it there by a field goal. But crazy game all the way around. Some crazy calls both ways, and uh, man, just two really good football teams. But a lot of fun. A lot of fun. Hope you hope your team won. And not I know obviously I'm not speaking to, to just Vol fans, but hope your teams uh, kick butt. There were some surprises out there in. Uh, in college football again this weekend and uh you know i don't i don't usually uh stir things up too much about uh about sports on the old podcast here but here we are here we are uh, i love college football man it's one of the most amazing things and i think if you live in like if you live in certain areas where the nfl is really fun and you have those really cool NFL towns. I think the NFL is amazing. I love the Titans, but it just doesn't have that atmosphere that college football does, particularly the SEC. Um, it's just so much fun, man. It's just electric. So uh hope all your teams are doing well out there. All right, enough about that. And let's hear about some sponsors, everybody's favorite segment here. Startron kicking ethanol in the teeth, bringing you low-budget live for many, many years now. Enzyme fuel treatment, a little dab will do you. If you're going to store that boat for deer season in the garage for more than a couple weeks, you're going to want to put a little dab of that in your tank just to make sure that ethanol doesn't gum up the works. The next time you get ready to go to the ramp and you go to hit that key, and it's just it's just like Michael Myers. It never goes away. It never goes away. Use ethanol to kick it <laughs> you start trying to kick ethanol in the teeth. I'm telling you, man, I drank, not start trying. I drank a lot of Tito's last night, a lot of Tito's during the game and after. And I'll just apologize for anything I say today because I'm foggy today, to say the very least. Pro Guide batteries. I've been running Pro Guides going on. This is my second season with Pro Guide. Absolutely love them running the lithiums for trolling, running that 31 AGM for a cranking battery. I've just got one cranking battery in there powering up three Garmin's and my live scope, live wells, the whole nine. You can get yours at proguidebatteries.com. Use code LBL10 to let them know you are a low lifer. Baitworks.com. Bait dash works.com springfield missouri your online tackle destination if you're up there they're an amazing tackle store brick and mortar store in springfield as well but if they ain't got it you don't need it and if they ain't got it they probably got it on the way for you you can use code duncan dash 10 duncan dash 10 to save you some cash and let them know you are a low lifer they've got a lot of things in stock from the new toad thumper frogs to that new z-man hellraiser which i fished with on friday and have like 75 fish freaking blow up on it not get a damn hook i don't know what's going on with that but i wasn't happy about it they did react to it they just didn't get it anyways They've got a lot of new things constantly going up on the web website. The Chad Shads, I saw they got a dose of those back in stock. Big glide bait. Get on there. Duncan-10 saves you some cash. Bait-works.com. Last but not least, hang that banner. 
Bassmaster Classic winning banner, that Bassmaster Classic winning high performance aluminum bass boat, the X21, powered by the 250 Yamaha Show with the Sea Deck flooring. I'm running the X21 Pro LE this year, a little different layout. If you haven't checked out my walkthrough video that I just posted here in the last week or so, go check that out. Absolutely loving that thing. I just hate that the fishing's so terrible right now. Um, the boat is performing like, I mean, I'm, it, it's different. It's got more gas. It's got 10 more gallons of gas, got 50 gallons of gas in this X21 Pro LE. Some things have shifted around, but I'm finally getting uh, used to how things need to be to, to run, right? And it's uh, really excited about the boat. It's it's a 70-mile-an-hour boat right there at it with, with me in it. It's going to be high 60s tournament loaded. Uh, absolutely love the Daggum boat and X21 Pro LE. Go check them out if you can find one at a dealer, the X21 Pro. Go take a ride. If you see me on the side of the road somewhere, stop, say hi, come check out the boat. Express Boats, building excitement since 1966. All right. I'm going to text our guest today. Got a good one today. I'm really excited about that. And uh, I kept having to delay him and delay him and delay him and delay him and delay him <laughs> because my voice is so bad. Oh, my goodness. But I'm really looking forward to talking to him. Uh, so the, uh, the walleye guys, these infamous walleye cheaters, should, should probably not use the excited air horn. This is for walleye cheaters. That's the walleye cheater sound effect. Walleye cheaters got prosecuted. I wanted to look and see what all they got hit with. Because I was I was reading it and I forgot. I should take notes before the show starts, but, you know, sometimes it doesn't happen. I saw this somewhere. I swear. Don't know where. Here we go. Three felonies. That's big. Walleye cheaters, three felonies. They even snatched up their walleye cheating boat. Come on with that, huh? I mean, so here are the felonies. Cheating, attempted grand theft, possessing criminal tools, unlawful ownership of wild animals. That's weird. Three of these charges are felonies, it says. But uh, I don't know what possessing criminal tools means, but whatever. They're criminal tools, am I right? I need a rim shot. That's not a rim shot. But... Cheating, I guess, is just cheating a crime? <laughs> it's funny, it's just cheating. There's so many dudes in bass fishing that could snag their way right, right into a felony, I guess. <laughs> I guess. Now that they know cheating, you better, better watch out, all you snaggers out there. Cheating your way right into the down jail cell. Attempted grand theft, possessing criminal tools, and unlawful ownership of wild animals. I want to know what that's about. Unlawful ownership. That's weird. That's weird. We will see. I don't know what the, uh, what the, there's really not a lot of uh, information other than that. Um, but here's what I want to say about it is uh, good riddance. And I think if more people were prosecuted or something was done to people that are going to cheat, obviously this is like, Shot her around the world, but this was a 40 boat walleye tournament with a crazy viral cell phone video, right? And this ended up Sam George, his grandparents live in London, England. It was on the front page of the paper in their hometown. 
<laughs> so this damn thing went far and wide to say the least, but it's great to see that this is going to happen to these scumbags, absolute scumbags. And maybe just maybe some things will happen to some, uh, to some bass fishing, uh, freaking cheaters at some point in life as well. That would be great. But, uh, of course, you know, no cheating on this scale, but man, I don't know. I don't know. Very interesting. Unlawful ownership of wild animals is just something I keep reading because I, I just got to know what that is. <laughs> I get, I don't know. I don't know. Because if you got to think about this, if the wall hour of legal limit, I don't know. I got to read. I got to read some more on that. But here's what's unlawful. Y'all's damn lead and walleye jokes. Okay. Please stop. Stop with the lead and the walleye jokes. You could be like, hey, look, I caught this bass. Looks like it's got some lead poisoning. Ha, 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 ha. And then we all laugh. We're not laughing. Stop. It's like, look at this deer I killed. Looks like it's got lead where it should have antlers. Ha, 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 ha. Stop. Stop, you freaking dumbbells. Stop. Jesus. Every post. Like, post a picture of my, um, my Baitworks jig here. Uh, they started pouring. I was like, I got this cool picture. My hooks, the, the trocars that came in, and there were just bins of jig heads that they had poured up there at James River. River. And uh, like 15 comments, oh, it looked like you could win a walleye tournament with those, LOL. Did you read the comment? The guy before, he said the same thing as you, and then the dude before him said the same thing. You're not funny. Stop. We have beat that horse over and over. Then we shot it. Then we backed over with the truck. Then we beat it again. Then we put it in a headlock. Then we freaking Jimmy Superfly snooked it off the top damn rope. It's over. Stop making the lead jokes. Jesus. Stop. I've seen so many. Dude. It's like, took my little boy fishing. I bet he likes lead. What? What did you say? <laughs> Stop. Look, people are just sitting there just waiting. For their opportunity. They were funny for like, I don't know, three hours. And then there were just thousands and thousands and thousands. My goodness. Chill out. Chill out with that. Got to say a huge congratulations to Josh Bertrand on winning the U.S. Open out at uh, out in the Arizona desert. Where was that at? Mojave? I don't know. It was, uh, it was somewhere really cool. I should know that. Lake Mojave. Yeah. It used to be a Lake Mead, but Lake Mead's dangerously low. So... Full disclosure, I want to fish this tournament so bad. I don't know why. Never been out west. I just think it would be a lot of fun. It's a really cool event. The U.S. The uh, one bass U.S. Open. Spencer Sheffield, live scope freaking king. Went out there, finished second. Uh, so crazy. Clifford Perch, Elite Series Pro, finishes third. But uh, big smallmouth, man. So cool. So freaking cool. And I think the neatest thing out there uh, – you know, is the fact that the, they call it the triple A angler, but the co angler side, it's a shared weight format. So neat, man. Uh, and the guy that ended up uh, winning it here, he was paired up with Chris Saldane. That's really cool, man. You work together. I don't know, man. It's uh, it's really, really neat. Really, really neat tournament format. And uh, I I want a dose. I want to go out there and, and trying to uh, – Try to and Chris Aldean ended up finishing fifth. I just saw that in the story there. But I want to go. I want to go out there and just experience it. It's just such a neat event. So much history. But congrats to all those guys that smashed on them. 
Lake Mojave. All right. One other quick thing before we get our guests on the phone here. My computer's not charging and I don't know why. Not sure what's going on with that. Uh, one thing that is for certain is uh, there's lots of moving and shaking going on at the Bass Pro Tour. And word on the street this week is that Bobby Lane's not coming back next year. Redcrest champ. Redcrest champ Bobby Lane potentially not coming back. So not sure how that's going to go, man. Really not sure. But uh, I think you're going to lose, you know, you're going to lose Poche to the Elite Series. It's going to be interesting to see. Who comes? Who goes? And uh, you know, you're you're gonna get you're gonna get an influx of pro circuit guys. But how, how's the how are the numbers gonna look? You know, obviously they're not gonna cut anybody um, if if they don't have to, right? So gonna be very interesting to see. Also, hearing that there might be some shuffling up up top, up top with some of the uh, some of the brass as well. Be interesting to find out what goes on with that, right? All right, we are going to. Get our guest on the phone right now. This man has won a little over $400,000 with FLW alone, with MLFLW. I met this guy many moons ago fishing as a co-angler. We were both fishing as a co-angler. He's one of my favorite folks in fishing. He's a great human being, and he is a Bassmaster Elite Series qualifier now. So crazy to say that, ladies and gentlemen. Let's get him on the phone. Joey Swintez. Dad gummit, this better not be another telemarketer. <laughs> Joey C. What's up, buddy? <laughs> What's up, Luke? <laughs> Dude, I'll be honest. Like I'm I I'm fired up for anybody anybody that makes the Elite Series, obviously. But when it's a guy that I know how much hard work they put in and I've known for a while, I'm always just a little bit more excited. No offense to the other guys, but dude. When you uh, when you were you were rolling into day two and you had a little bit tougher day two at heart one, I, I'm dude, I was sick at my stomach. I was like, oh my god, oh my god, <laughs> you were? No, like, yeah, I was, <laughs> and I know you had to be, but I was like, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, he's gonna, he's just gonna. I mean, and then by two points, dude, you slide in there. So first of all, freaking congrats, man. Like I know I've texted you that, but it's just, it's awesome, so awesome. Yeah, it's 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 absolutely unreal, man. I I just can't believe it. I it's and it couldn't happen at a better time, you know, with all the all the stuff going on yeah, for sure. with MLF and like <laughs> I mean, it's just I feel like it's just meant to be. And I mean, I yeah, man, I was sick as a dog. I'm talking about it uh, that second day and and um I couldn't believe it. I wouldn't everybody told me I was in and I just wouldn't believe it, man. I just and and then that tournament director called me and I I ain't gonna lie. Like I said in my my uh, yeah. little post I made, I kind of cried a little bit. <laughs> you should have, man. That's a big. It's a. It's so, such a big deal. And like you yeah, said, it's you a career changer. It, it is, man. And you, you've been fishing the opens for a while. You've had some close calls. You were catching the absolute fire out of them at Kissimmee, and then fell off there. And and Brandon Lester ends up winning because you had a. I mean, definitely had a chance at the classic there. So you've you've been there, man. You've been mixing it up, and to see you go through i mean dude it's a gauntlet the opens are a gauntlet period end of story i don't care what anybody yeah. says some of the hardest tournaments in the world and to end up in that top three dude it, it's just it's not easy you've made you're no secrets no secret you're no stranger to making 
championships. You've done it many times with FLW, the title, the cup. But to to maintain that consistency to get in a top three, dude, you have to be on fire for three events, and you were, man. Uh, what are what for you to because you were a you came up through the Toyotas through the FLW Tour. You were a co-anger like I was. That's when we met. And then you worked your way up to to switch gears now. How how are your sponsors reacting to that? I mean, are they they elated for you? Because you've been Joey, the the Daggum Cowboy Swintez over there on the FLW <laughs> tour, the pro circuit, but now, dude, you're Bassmaster Elite Series qualifier. I mean, are are they they've got to be fired up, right? Yeah, it's been just an outpouring of support from them. I mean, and and really, you know, that's your goal for your sponsors is to get to that that high level to mm-hmm. you know for them and and um, all the things that come with that. So yeah, man, they just been they've been pouring out to me and and congratulating me, and it's been it's been it's been huge. I mean, you know, these these some of these smaller companies have supported me. I mean, they're pumped. I'm pumped. I mean, we're and and you know, my one of my big sponsors, Berkeley. They've been mm-hmm. they've been really pushing me to you know, try and get in there, you know, try and get yeah. in there. And I've been, I've been trying and, and it just worked out. So yeah, it's been great. It's, it's the, it's the best thing that could happen to your career. I mean, there ain't no doubt there's, there's that prestigious, you know, deal with Bassmaster. It's like no other tournament or the organization there is the original, you know, That's right. so it's, OG. it's just, it's unreal, man. Like I, I honestly am, am, I need to be pinched because I, I, I still can't believe I'm, I'm going to be fishing on the elite series. It's just a dream come true, Luke. It's, it's unreal, man. Well, I, it's so cool for me knowing you like I do and knowing your history with like the general. Okay. Larry Nixon. Yep. How excited is he right now for you? Man, he is, he's fired <laughs> up. He's been telling me, you know, same deal. Just like, you know, Joe, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta get there. You need to try and be getting on the elite series. And, and, um, you know, that's, that's really why I started and, and just knowing him and what he's been and his history and that with that organization Yeah, and he's fired up for me, man. Like, you know, and um it's 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 really cool i mean just to be able to have a guy like that as your mentor and and help you along the way i mean it's it's crazy man i'm he's he's pumped everybody's pumped i'm pumped i'm ready to go <laughs> right let's go right now right let's get let's 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 line them up let's go uh yeah talk about I, i'll never forget like seeing you out there on the water and practice with larry when i was fishing co-angler and i was practicing with straighter and no offense to Strader because I, I absolutely loved every minute that I got to spend with Wes and learning from him and watching him break down lakes while we traveled around. But I was always so jealous of you. <laughs> I was like, bro, <laughs> this dude is with the legend. He is with the goat, the general, every freaking practice. And I mean, do you think that, uh, cause I asked Larry the same thing about you how your fishing styles, because you, you've obviously embraced forward facing sonar, uh, quicker than he did. Like he mentioned that on the show, but do you, does your fishing style, I mean, would you compare yourself to Larry as far as, because we know he's a, he's a dragger. He likes to fish, you know, uh, he loves, he was like a, a pioneer offshore back in the day, but do your styles, are they similar after spending so much time with him? Or did you kind of use, you know, what you learned from Larry as a baseline and then added your own Joey C favorites to it as you've gone along. 
Yeah, I mean, there's no doubt that he's influenced how I fish, and and especially, you know, Larry's been pretty well known as you know for catching smallmouth and that mm-hmm. kind of deal, and and I feel like I've done well there because he's kind of specialized in that. So when it comes to when it comes to that aspect, like going north, and you can tell, I mean, it ain't no, no, no secret. Like yeah. I have done well when I go north, and I don't, I do, I, I mean, Larry has been a big contributor to that, but. But yeah, I mean, the finesse, I really love Larry's, you know, in his older age too, he's, he's, he's gotten into, or he's more finesse fishing and you can't mm-hmm. use bait casters a lot and sling a lot of stuff. So I got to learn that as he was kind of developing it too. And like, so that's been a huge impact on okay. my fishing and yeah, I mean, I take, absolutely, man. I take everything, you know, I mean, obviously we fish different. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, I'm not do, I can't do everything. Me and him talk and practice all the time and he does his thing and we catch different fish all a lot most of the that's time. How actually, always, you know, we don't do the same. But that's how I always felt no, about you guys on yeah. tour. You you fish different ways, for sure. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. But I I I definitely have taken a ton of stuff and and knowledge from him and applied that and learned and and yeah developed you know different things I like to do and and uh, stuff like that. I try and stay all around though. I don't know if I've ever specialized in one thing. I just want to be. I want to be, you know, good at everything, which is hard to do, but that's kind of how I, my approach has been. I think you have to be now, though, right? Like, I, I talked about this with Watson last week. Um, most of the younger guys out there, they're just versatile. Like, nobody – And when I was in my bass fishing fandom the most, you know, in the 90s or whatever, you had guys that were specialists. I talked about this with Jay Yellis as well a couple of weeks back. You got a guy that was the spinnerbait guy, right? He was going to beat your brains out on a spinnerbait. You had this guy was the flipping guy. You had, but now it's like nobody's just really, really, really awesome at one thing. I mean, you'll see a guy shoot a shot every now and then, but now you better be versatile, man. Like, yeah, that's why I tell young anglers that ask me for advice, whatever. You better learn everything you can. <laughs> Every single thing, at least have some bit of confidence from spy baiting to deep cranking. You better figure it out. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you, you, you have to, you, you, <laughs> there ain't no doubt you can't, you know, somebody told me back, uh, you know, when I started my career, man, Joe, you need to get real good at something. And I just, that never settled with me. I, mm-hmm. I need I felt like I needed to be good at every single little thing, you know, and, and you have to now, like you said, like you just said, there's the competition and, and all this technology is 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 really changed the whole way of fishing, and and yeah, you got to be good at everything, no doubt. In the last couple of years, with with some of your great finishes, is there one thing that jumps off the page at you that's like led you to finishing? Uh, you know, whether it's down at Toho when you had the great event, or up at the title, is there one thing that you're doing a lot more of? Though, you know what I'm saying? Like we get into we get into like every year, you're like, um, well, I'm going to throw this this vibrating jig more this year and all of a sudden that's what you top 10 everything that you top 10 on right or i'm gonna throw a shake head or a net is there one technique that has kind of weighed more fish for you in the last couple years than another or are you truly mixing it up yeah that's kind of tough question but like i you know uh, i'm just learning I, i i feel like i'm learning more um i I don't know that there's one particular thing. I mean, I've learned like when, you know, when you go to Florida, Florida or Florida, you, you keep a chatterbait in your hand, you know, Yeah. I mean, like stuff like that. That's like, I've got my, my brain speed in by all these other things. And I know that, you know, you take, you take that bait and leave it in your hand and, and go find the fish. Like, 
stuff like that. But no, mm-hmm. I don't, I don't think there's, you know, I don't think there's just one thing. It's just been like, I've learned so much over these years and I'm starting to put things together and, and learn these lakes really well. And, and that's where I'm, you know, I'm starting to do better, you know, but I still need to be able to finish tournaments, Luke. I've, I've had some, hey, you brought, had some you, real heartbreakers. You brought it up. Years. You brought it up. I didn't bring it up. You brought, you brought it up. You even texted me. You said, well, maybe I can close all these things out so I can get on LBL. I said, hey, buddy, we're going to have you on LBL regardless. We're going to have you on <laughs> LBL. But you have, yeah, you, you've had your foot on the gas in a few major events over the last couple of years. And, 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 dude, I think for me, for outside looking in, I just think it, it, you know, it's bad luck. It's because I don't think either fish are going away from you. Like, because dude, like at Toho this year in January, you were blowing the doors off of it. But didn't you and your co-angler both catch monster bags the first day? Um, yeah, we both had pretty good bags, but to be honest with you, Luke, yeah, I was, you know, I had that great first day and I was blowing the doors off, but my, where I messed up was I didn't go with the fish. Yeah. And I feel like those are the things that like makes, you know, a Brandon Lester and a guy like him, you know, that that's always consistent. And I'm, you have to go through those moments. Like I learned so much that term it was a heartbreaker, but like, yeah, for sure. you know, you learn that, um, and you know, you got it. Like I didn't, I didn't go with the fish, those fish left and I searched for them around there offshore, but I never went in. And, and I went back, talked to folks, and they had went to the bank. A lot of fish had went up there shallow to the bank, and I never went there. I stayed mm-hmm. offshore like an idiot. And, you know, like you just you, – those things uh, – to me, I'm, I'm a hard learner. I'm hard-headed, and, and I got to learn that way. So, you know, I'm, I'm hoping that I put things together and get me a W, man, Ho- hopefully on the Bassmaster Elite Series. <laughs> just, you, hey, you're just saving it for one of those blue trophies, buddy. That's all I got to oh, say. Man. Can yeah, you imagine sweet. Joey C – Cowboy hat rocking blue trophy. Like, uh, but so I, I have to say about the, the cowboy hat. So when we fished co-angler, you didn't, you didn't wear the cowboy hat. And I know why, because where in the heck can you store a cowboy hat when you're a co-angler and you're riding <laughs> around right. with some jerk for a pro, right? Like we could barely yeah. bring enough rods to fish with, let alone store a cowboy hat. But I'll never forget in 17, we rolled up at Okeechobee and you and I are beside each other and the wind was gassing and you're standing there with this cowboy hat on i said joey did you wear that all day <laughs> we were at the weight and you're like yeah but i'm fishing this thing and i was like you i mean that's commitment i was like you deserve to win everything because when i wear like a floppy hat or a straw hat that sucker's going in the drink if it's blowing i mean oh, going, yeah. and you uh, have settled into i'm gonna wear this thing during all the conditions it doesn't matter and dude you're you you make it work Joey C. Yeah, you just got to get it. A, you got to get a little tighter than, uh, <laughs> you know, than you need. And, uh, it gives you a little bit of headache, but, but no, it, it's, uh, the, the cowboy hat's been good, man. I, I was raised, you know, uh, you know, not really cowboying, but raised on a farm mm-hmm. and, and I don't really consider myself a cowboy per se, you know, but I have done a little rodeo and stuff back in the day, but, but yeah, man, I just, it just kind of, it kind of, something that i thought was good and i loved and kind of set me apart from folks and it does a, it's a big deal for your career and getting sponsors and stuff like that man i mean you got to have a got to have a little edge you know what i'm saying no, so, no, no doubt about it and you do man yeah. you're you're a farmer you've got you you're constantly messing with cattle different things like that and you live in arkansas but you grew up in florida correct yeah i'm i'm originally a florida cracker 
and okay. <laughs> I'm like a I'm like a second generation Florida cracker. Okay. And uh, my, be, when I don't I was, even know what that is. I don't even know. You we don't can know say, what a Florida cracker. Is. I really don't. I hope we can. I mean, are we going to get canceled for this? I don't even know anymore. No, you ain't going to get canceled for this. A Florida cracker <laughs> is just them cowboys down there in Florida. And they, okay. They, they used to take their their. Okay. <laughs> might, be, might be going bad, but no, they called oh, them crackers because they used whips when they okay. were running their cows. When they were when they were cracking that whip. Okay. Cha- yeah, okay. they're cracking their whips okay. at the cows and chasing them around. They called them Florida crackers. So I'm a second generation Florida okay. cracker, and I've I moved to Arkansas, and then I was an Arkabilly. Okay. And so I stayed. You know, I got my we got a farm out here, and uh, man, it's just been. I wear my cowboy hat all the time. I, I I you know I work on the farm in it, and I all over town. I pulled up to to a dealership just moved into town. It's called Cowboy Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram. I whipped in there. I had my hat on. The <laughs> no pun intended, was like, or was the pun intended? <laughs> no. <laughs> because because you just went with it. I mean, you said I whipped it right in there. Yeah, Florida cracker oh, yeah. style. Yeah, Florida Cracker style. I whipped her right in there, and and no man, we hit it off. Like the the guy that owns the the, the thing was like Joey, you need to be wearing that thing out there while you're fishing. I'm like, you know what? I'm gonna do that. And so, <laughs> so man, it's been awesome. It's been fun. It's a commitment, dude. I mean, it really is. Like, and I and look, you could hold a gun to my head and tell me you got to wear a cowboy hat. And I might do it, but I, I, I'm not going to be able to pull it off. I just can't. You know, I feel like we got a lot of folks walking around wearing them since Yellowstone got popular. But I feel like <laughs> you've been, you, you got it in your DNA, man. You're allowed to do it. You're yeah, allowed to do well, it. Well, I, I appreciate it. <laughs> what, what's, your, uh, what's your preferred footwear out there in the boat, Joey? Are you rocking cowboy boots all the time? Because I'm a cowboy boot guy, but I ain't bass fishing in them. So if you're that committed... <laughs> No, 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 okay. no, no. I'm, I, I'm, I am not that committed because if I, I let my cowboy boots pretty comfortable, but <laughs> I don't know about like however many days in the, in the whole tournament <laughs> week that I could be on the front deck and cowboy boots, not to mention if they're leather, leather bottom, you're going to be slipping all over the place. You dang right. You dang yeah. right, man. So. You're going to be two-stepping up there yeah. on the front no, deck. I just wear, I like to wear old flip-flops with my cowboy hat. I feel good in them and that's what I roll with. That, hey. Best of both worlds, I say. That's yeah, what it's I my say Florida here. cracker and Markabilly <laughs> meeting in together, and it works. It's been I, working. I, I feel like <laughs> you are missing an opportunity to be sponsored by like Saltines or Ritz or something. Like you got the cowboy <laughs> thing. I'm just I'll telling you. I feel, okay, well, if you got any connections, I'll I'm, see. I'm, listen, I'm taking Who makes I'm saltine taking. crackers? I don't know. They're just plain Jane crackers, but I feel like you're <laughs> missing an opportunity. Is there a Florida cracker company out there? I'll contact my guys at the W Sauce that sponsored the show. This this uh, fine, fine conversation is brought to you by the W Sauce, by the way. But they, they are a Florida-based uh, company in the food industry. They may know somebody that makes, but maybe they'll start the Florida cracker company and wrap your boat. I'll make a phone call. Because okay. I feel like, I like somewhere that. we're missing out on some oh, marketing think, here, Joe. I think there's some potential somewhere, and <laughs> I know I know we can get it done. And now that I'm on the LBL, yes, I'm, I'm just my career has this is launched it. dramatically. Actually, what if this what if this is like as good as it ever gets though? <laughs> That's kind of sad. I don't want to talk about that. Hey, that's kind of what I thought. As you were saying that, I was like, oh, well, what if this is actually like the pinnacle of it? <laughs> I know no. I know better than that. You're going to make waves waves this year. So something that uh, you and I talked about 
uh, back in the day that that kind of stuck with me. And, and there are a lot of guys that I feel like are like you in this sense. And uh, you were a competitive baseball player, very competitive, yeah. right? Played and yeah. and and, yeah. and fishing kind of filled that void for you once you once you stepped away from playing ball. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, man, I, I, that was my, I never dreamed of being a professional bass fisherman as a kid. Like I know, you know, that was, you were in it when Mm -hmm. you were younger and you followed it and I never did. I, matter of fact, I didn't know there was professional bass fishing until I was 16 because I was so zoned in on baseball. I wanted to be a professional baseball player. And so that was what I did that 24, seven, seven days a week when I, when I was at home and, and, um, you know, when I was a kid anyway, and then, yeah, moving in, I went to, I, I was good enough to go play at a little Juco school out in Kansas. And, and then I went to finished up at a division school here in Arkansas, but yeah, man, I, when I got done with baseball and in college and everything, yeah, I just, I, it was like, I needed something competitive because I'm a, I like to compete obviously. And I, man, when I started fishing and doing that tournament deal, it just like, it was just like a light bulb clicked on me. And, and I, didn't intend to be decent at it. And I happened to kind of move my way up in the ranks through that co-angling deal. So yeah, I mean, that's, that's what I did. So, so crazy to think about, man, you got a win on the, in the Toyota series at Sam Rayburn just in 2014. So that's not that long ago, dude, like eight years ago, out of the back of the boat, I met you in 2015 when I was fishing co-angler and you fished 15, 16, and then you moved to the front in 2017. So this has been a, pretty i mean in my opinion dude pretty quick ride to the upper echelon of professional bass fishing dude like you you've got it going on do you ever stop and think about that because i mean guys have been grinding dude for 25 years think about that there are guys that fish the opens forever it's crazy i i I feel you know and and i'm gonna i'm gonna put something on top of that i have fished the bassmaster opens i've only fished two divisions two years this is uh, two years ago i fished one i fished one division and didn't do that great didn't do bad and then i skipped last year for for some reasons and then this year i got back in it and fished you know i was going to fish the the southerns and the centrals and qualified and i'm like yeah man I, i there's guys out there that's been grinding and grinding and i know and i listen i appreciate you know the hard work and like i've just you know i don't know luke i've i've I think about it. I'm like, you know, here I am. And, and now here I am already like, dang, man, I'm, 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 I'm doing good. And, and, but I'm, I'm real blessed. I'm thankful. And it's, it's been, it's been awesome. I mean, it's, I just hope that I can, you know, my, my deal is to win a tournament. Like <laughs> I, I want to win, man. I, and, and, um, to get that respect, you know, but I do feel, I feel good that I've made the elite series, but I want to be a competitor. Like I'm, I'm going to be, I'm going to be plugging hard, man. Like this is, this is great and everything, but I'm not trying to get in there and, and get my teeth kicked in by these guys. Like I'm, I'm going to get in there and, and, and work my butt off, you know? So. Absolutely. Does that include for you talking about that work thing, looking at the schedule next year? I mean, are there, there, I know you've been with, with FLW, you've been traveling with the opens. You've seen a lot of venues, are there lakes you haven't been to on the schedule that you're going to go try to check out in the winter? Like what, what's that work look like for you? Yeah. So there, there are uh, three lakes that I've never been to. The two that I'm concerned with is Santee Cooper. I've never been on that lake. I know it's kind of hairy running around just Mm -hmm. from talking to people. 
So I want to make sure I get on that lake. I think after Okeechobee or something, I'll run up there. I got to look at all the dates and the rules and stuff, but I need to run. I'm going to run up there and ride around and just look at it just for basically for running around reasons. But, and then, um, I guess down there in Texas or, um, what's that one? Sabine Uh, river. Sabine. Yeah. I think it's a Texas or Louisiana. I'm not real sure, but I think you can throw a rock to either side if you're standing in the middle. Yeah. That place, I have, yeah, I don't, I don't have any idea, nothing about that. (laughs) So I'm gonna, yeah, those are the two places that I really probably am gonna go look at. Now I've never been on Lay Lake, um, but I've got a feeling I fish, you know, right there um, on some lakes right there close to it that I've got a pretty good idea that I, I'll probably, I'll probably go look at it. I've never been real successful with pre-practice, like pre. Um, if, if it's a tournament where you need to mark a bunch of stuff, you know, uh, brush piles, what have you, or fine grass, stuff like that. Like, yeah, that tends to help me, but I I really don't like a lot of pre-practice. I've never done that. I I like to show up. I don't want preconceived notions on what, what's going to happen. I want to get in there. I want to know what's going, going down right then and focus on that. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, that's, that current I'm not going to, yeah. I'm not going to do a lot of extra work on lakes, um, especially everything else I've been to several times too. So it's, it, I don't, you know, that's just how that's, that what, that's what fits me. I know there's guys that, that bounce around and go to all of them, but oh, yeah. it's just something that, that's something that I don't feel helps me. I mean, in certain tournaments. Now I went to pre-practice on Hartwell and I marked, you know, thousands of cane piles. And I don't know that that helped me all that much, but I felt like, you know, those kind of style tournaments, um, and, and the Sabine river is, I, I don't know nothing about it. Um, uh, but I feel like that might be a place I need to at least drive around and, and make sure I know where to run and stuff like that. Oh, so, no doubt. Yeah. What is there a, is there a tournament on the schedule that you've kind of, you know, we all, when we look ahead to whatever we're fishing, whether it's your local club or the elite series, you kind of look at the schedule and go, yeah, that one right there. That's that's gonna be daddy's <laughs> right there. What is okay. it? Do, do you have that tournament that you're kind of going? I I okay. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the last three tournaments are like I feel are in my wheelhouse. Like you got St. Clair, you go to Champlain, and then you go to St. Lawrence River, <laughs> and like I mean, dude, I'm chomping at the bit to go to there. But but yeah, I would say my one of my out of those three that I'm really looking forward to St. Clair. I just I love that place. I've had good success there over the years. I know I've had good success on the St. Lawrence, but um, I really like St. Clair. I feel like I could, that could be a tournament. I could maybe, you know, I'm not going to say win, but you never know. Never know. <laughs> never know. You any, never know. Any, any of them down yeah. south that you're kind of anxious about or looking forward to? Because- yeah. Yeah. I, I really got to spend through the, uh, a few of the Toyotas. I got to spend some time and I had some good success down there on Slake Seminole. Okay. And I feel, and, and I, one of my good friends, um, I kind of got to know it through him. Uh, he fishes professionally too. And, uh, I got to pick his brain and, and find out a lot about that lake. So I'm, I don't, you know, uh, I, I think, I think uh, I'm really looking forward to Seminole. Now, I may bomb dead last, Luke. I don't know. But you never know, I, right? This game. Yeah, but I mean, you never know. But I, I feel, uh, I feel good about Seminole. I'm looking forward to that one down south. So that that lake is, uh, you know, we were there in '19 for for the FLW tour that Latimer won, and yeah. uh, it is, 
it's a wild ride down there sometimes. <laughs> that place oh. is, uh, you talk about intimidating with giant bass, but with crazy conditions thrown at you a lot. I mean, it's a, uh, for a tournament to watch, like if I, I tell you low lifers, if there's one that you better watch on Bassmaster Live next year, I feel like it's Seminole. Like I just, it's just such an interesting fishery. And if you're watching or listening and you've ever been there, you know exactly what I'm talking about. But I mean, it's everything from beautiful hydrilla to flipping mats to fishing in the current to fishing standing timber. Like it is a wild fishery. Yeah, it's nuts, and it's it is deadly dangerous. Yes, it is. Gosh. <laughs> I mean, like. I mean, I got a feeling it's probably going to be similar to, to Santee, but, um, I don't, well, I don't know, I guess, but, but yeah, it's Seminoles. It's going to be fun, man. I'm, I'm looking forward to that one. That's a good time of year. As long as you guys hit weather, you know, that's, that's decent and not just frigid or whatever, which most likely you'll hit it frigid because it's a bass tournament, right? Right. Like, yeah, it's always it's, like the worst <laughs> weather ever comes in whenever we show up on the weekend. Well, most of the time it did show up with, with FLW because it stood for, uh, freaking lousy weather or flood lightning wind that's most <laughs> yeah. of the time that's what we got there uh yeah. man I, I think it's i think it's really exciting dude obviously i know we we said that but it's it's amazing that you're going there and um i i just i would like to get your opinion too while i got you because you mentioned this at the first just with everything going on with with mlf buying out flw you and i were flw guys through and through and, uh, you know, that's how we were cutting our teeth, essentially. And uh, I fished Bassmaster back in the day, but really when I kind of came back out of, uh, quote, tournament retirement and then jumped back into things, it was with FLW, and they were always very kind to me. And obviously I left in 2019 when, when things changed. That's well documented. Uh, but, but you <laughs> yeah. mentioned at the first of this, I mean, was that frustrating to you? Even had you not qualified for the Elysia, was that frustrating to you, the, the changes to the – to the pro circuit and, and making it the invitationals and all that just felt like a step in the wrong direction. Yeah. You know, I, I felt like I had, you know, through my career, I was co-angler and I made my way to the FLW tour and I, I qualified every, you know, by, mm-hmm. by winning the points and getting there the right way. Right. And I love, I love everybody at, that, at the FLW and even the, the, some of the new folks at MLS that I work, that we work with, they're great people. They're hardworking. They're excellent folks, but just to see, and, and, and listen, it's the fishing industry. You're going to have change in ownership all the time. It's one thing I've learned. Like, no doubt, nothing is set in stone. And like, it's, it's, it was, it was sad for me because it was, I'm here, here I am trying to get there. And I felt like I got there. FLW tour was as high as you could get in that platform. Yeah. Like it was as high as you could get in the organization. As high as you could get. And then, and then I could take a step down and, um, it was, it was, it was heartbreaking. I mean, you know, but I, I knew I, I still was competing and like, all right, well, maybe I'll make, get a chance to get to the, you know, the BPT or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but then, you know, it, it just seemed like things were kind of keep going backwards. And then after this year where it's like there, now I'm fishing the Bassmaster opens, trying to get to the, you know what I'm saying? That, yeah, kind, yeah, of, yeah. that kind of deal. They're stepping exactly. it back again. And so, and, and listen, if I was good enough, I would already be there at the BPT. So I can't really complain like that much, but I mean, I, I just, this all worked out. I mean, but, That's but right. yeah, I was, I was, I was, I was kind of, you know, did honestly, Luke, I, I didn't know what I was going to do. I was, I was tempting, um, or contemplating maybe, you know, 
ending my fishing career. Like I was thinking like, wow. well, I don't think I was going to do that, but like, but, I was but that real, was on the, on the table potentially. Yeah, it was, man. I, it really was. I, I was, um, I, and, and I, not to say I was going to quit and give up. Cause I, I, I definitely wouldn't do that. I think I probably would have fished again, but I just, I just, I don't know, man. I just wasn't feeling it. I felt like maybe this was just a never ending deal for me. I wasn't going to make it to the, the, you know, the big tours and stuff like that. And so, yeah, it's been, it's been rough over there for, for that, that aspect of it. But like yeah. I said, I don't want to dog anybody. Over no, there. no. Great folks. They're good. They're good people. And I love all of those folks, man. They, they, I, I mean, that's where I cut my teeth, man. That's like right. that's, that's family. And, that's family. Yeah. That's family always. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's just, it's kind of disappointing the way it's went, but you know, that's, that's life sometimes. And, and, you know, you, you, that's why I was plugging hard on them opus. No doubt. <laughs> no <laughs> doubt, man. Trying to get on that elite series. And man, I, I just, I still, it's, it's unreal that I'm, I'm going to be fishing with them boys. And to, so to the sweet. range of emotion this fall, though, to go from that Zoom call, <laughs> hearing how the pro circuit is draining, you know, their bank account or whatever, too, and all the changes yeah. to Joey, this is Hank Weldon. Welcome to the Bassmaster Elite Series. That range of emotion, man, had to be just, just I guess, like uh, every other day in professional bass fishing, it's a roller coaster. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's that's about right, man. It's uh, it's pretty cool. Pretty it cool. is that that's that's all I can say, man. Is it's pretty cool, and I'm proud for you, yeah. buddy. I really am, and I look forward to seeing that cowboy hat on Bassmaster freaking live, baby. Let that soak Woo. in. Let's go. Let's freaking um, go. Man, I'm, I've been I've been having dreams already that I'm going to be holding up one of them blue trophies one of these days or that's going to be sweet and the the fans over there like it's just it's just it's a I can't I just it can't it's unreal like you know that I'm I'm going to get to I know I've said that a hundred times people are probably tired of listening to me say it but it's it's freaking awesome man I, so awesome it's just it's just the it's the biggest it's the biggest fishing platform there is you know like. It's unreal, man. I mean, I'm I'm super thankful. So, but hey, Luke, you're there, buddy. I appreciate I appreciate you and all this stuff, man. I've been a low lifer for a long time. Yes, you a have. Of, I, I have to say that <laughs> on the, a lot of long miles that we spend on the road, and I love listening to you. I love listening to that song you play every podcast, <laughs> every single <laughs> old podcast. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I even know how to play it on the guitar. Come on, so Joey's a musician whenever, too. We didn't even get to talk about that. Dang it. Yeah, we'll have to do what we got to do. We got to do it. Maybe I'll come over to the uh, the bar and grill. grill. Let's go. That's what I like to hear. You know? Get those gibbies out. Yes, get those (laughs) gibbies out. I got me a new gibby the other day. Uh Uh I like that. Little little gibby. All right, buddy. Yeah. Well, you the the invite is always open. If you need a place to crash on the road, you you know where to uh where to find me here in southern middle Tennessee. You just give me a shout. And uh y'all make sure you're following Joey's Fuentes. What's your Instagram handle, Joey? Give it to uh, the people. It's just jo- Joey C. Fuentes Fishing. That is it. You can find me everywhere if you just type that in. There ain't nobody else like me. No. So. Nobody else like Joey. Joey, man, <laughs> thank you so much for uh, taking time to uh, be with us. And uh, best of luck, dude. That's all I can say. It's, yeah. it's freaking awesome. Yeah, man. Appreciate it. Appreciate your time. Thank you, dude. All right, see you. Joey Fuentes. Most fun name to say in bass fishing as well. Appreciate Joey, and I appreciate each and every one of you for tuning in each and every week. I absolutely love the opportunity that I get in life to do this show. And, uh, you know, if it wasn't for you low lifers, 
wouldn't be doing it. So thank you so very much. Thanks to the sponsors. Thanks to the W Sauce for bringing you that conversation, the sauce right there with Joey Swintes. Make sure you're following Joey. Make sure you're subscribed to the YouTube channel if you're not. And I will see y'all next week. Go Big Orange. Down the tube below, I never could make it last. Spanish boss, a Civil War ghost, well, I'm gonna leave them in the past. Any direction, Lord, I'll be fine, it don't matter, east or west. North, south, wherever the wind blows, I'm leaving those burdens at rest. This highway, it does not know my name, and I don't care, no, I don't care. And I got three good tires and a spare Just a white line gypsy getting out of Mississippi With just enough gas to get there